It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lara, update your friggin' speaker ad. Okay, hello everyone, and welcome to the advert for our Patreon page. The what now? Larry! How dare you make me do extra work. Well, we have to update it. We've made a lot of improvements since I put up the old one. Oh, like what? Well, I, I, re- I, re- I realized I was non-binary for one. Don't want people to keep hearing me saying Larry yelling man when I'm not one. Not to mention, we've got a new co-host. And she's pretty damn good in my opinion. Yep. You still haven't told them the second best feature though, Larry. What's that? Patreon subscribers don't hear ads. Ever. <laughs> Sugar bandits, that's right. Sugar bandits. The Patreon version is and will always be completely ad-free, which means they're not going to hear this, and I kind of like it. You also get access to the show's Discord server. That's all good, but where can people find it? They can find it and hopefully sign up at patreon.com slash humansholler. That's https colon slash slash www.patreon.com slash humansholler. Patreon.com slash humansholler? Yes, patreon.com slash humansholler. That's patreon.com slash humansholler. Links in the show notes. Hey y'all, before we get into before we get into today's episode, I have an announcement to make. Uh Bethany, my girlfriend and our beloved co-host is currently taking an extended hiatus from the show. She does not know when she will be able to return, but she is hopeful. Uh everyone here at Humans Holler Studios hopes that she comes back soon and will return more powerful than we can possibly imagine. Good. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Humans Holler at News. I'm Lauren yelling at me. Oh, fuck, that's me again, too. <laughs> so, Morgan, who did you get for us today? We got you our amazing friend, Aleph. Oh, hell yes! So, what are we playing today? 
Sorry. Sorry, I'm not turning you into small animals today. Aw, anyway, hello, my cottage. Come on, how? Hagma. <laughs> Hell yes. So, so, Ayla, where can people find you on the internet besides our awesome logo, which you made for us? Ice Cheetah on DeviantArt, which is a bit ironic given one of my stories. Ooh, I'm excited about that. So let's dive right into the stories. I will load up a virtual um, D3, and we will see who goes first. It will be one for me, two for Lauren, three for Aleph. If my lovely assistant will roll the die, please, but I suppose that will be me. So let me roll, roll this. I mean, it's still me. I'm just trying to find a, a dice roller where... Oh my! Oh my fucking god! They have them on Google. I could just do that. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was gonna use. Yeah, that's what I used. I just pulled up two. Yeah. So well, it says that Morgan will load up the virtual D three, but the lovely assistant will roll it. And that's me. <laughs> yeah. So two for Lauren is what I got. I I went ahead and rolled it. I got I got a three. So oh okay. Do, do I or Aleph want to go first? I would say rock, paper, scissors, but this is an audio medium. I'm going to say me. Just just put me out of my, out of my misery. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Also, I'm, I'm, I'm normally used to like, like, f like finding the link and putting it somewhere, but it's Discord. So, oh, oh my fucking God. I could just put it in our group DM. What the fuck am I even? Overthink squad. <laughs> Strikes again. Yep. Okay, so a pet duck from Ch from uh, Chorley, somewhere in Canada, I think. It says Lancashire? I thought there was a Lancashire I in thought Canada. that was in England. I mean, there's a perf in Scotland, there's a perf in Australia, there's several Londons all over the place. Okay. So, I think this is England, because it's in Lancashire. Okay. I don't know. So, a, so a pet a pet duck from uh, from Chorley in in England uh, is causing <laughs> chaos. Chaos is causing chaos every time he escapes. Uh, his antics include following kids to school, chasing bin lorries, and picking fights with foxes. Y'all, this duck is fucking badass. He's a four-year-old Indian runner duck, and he has been hand-reared since he was only a week old. He, he he has his own pen in a garden, which he routinely ignores. He's just like, I reject the reality of this enclosure. I do what I want. Like, I mean, the way this article frames it, he may as well just be, like, walking through it as if he's a ghost or it's not even there. Oh my gosh, ghost dog. Coming to NBC this fall! Um, <laughs> I love the name, too. His name is Ham. Because it's like, he's going ham on these people. Oh yeah, in a lo in a lovely way though, not in a scary way. Oh. <laughs> when I say he ignores his pen, I mean he just walks out, like. <laughs> and he hell he even goes he even he even how do I put this he even goes on adventures and comes back home when he's ready. He really is a runner duck, a do a runner duck. Eh, nice. Yay. Although he does sometimes come home when he's called. But when he, but but whenever he does come home, he just walks in right through the front door. Uh, he was also taken in um, with another duck called P, uh, uh, um, from a breeder in 2018, and they have been inseparable. Oh, Ham found love. Cute. Oh, it gets oh it gets even cuter. 
So um, his owner and her, and her kids would would take out would take him and P out out for walks, and P would not go out without them. Oh, it's it's like a little family. She's like, this is my family of weird bipedaled uh, creatures and this other duck. Un- unfortunately, P passed away in December of 2021, which I had to fight not to say last year. Uh, oh. And that's when uh, the escape, and that's when the escapes um, began happening. Possibly, the article says possibly in search of his mate. I don't know how they even start to find that out. But uh, um, his 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 last his last prison break uh, caused caused a search party to be launched when he went missing for over five hours before he was found in a shed. Okay, here's something that I didn't know. Um, apparently, they were named Pea and Ham because they were having pea and ham soup for tea. I've I've never heard of that particular combination for soup before. I haven't either. Truly, the British are just having unhinged food. Um, it's pretty popular here. <laughs> it is. I I've never heard that either. Like I've heard of you know vegetable soup or you know, um. Yeah, but pea and ham. I've heard of split pea. I mean, I guess we should. I guess we shouldn't kink shame when it comes to soup. I, I guess not. As long as it, I'm, hey. I've never had it. Like I'm not trying to be insulting. I'm just like I just never would think that was a combination because I noticed their names were pea and ham, and I'm like, is that a common side for ham? I I don't know. Um, they. I am not the biggest fan of ham, but they work well together. I mean, I like ham, I tolerate peas, but I've never had them together in a soup before. Before we start soup shaming again, by accident again. This is the soup cast. Yeah, this is this is not Let's Talk About Snacks. That's Lauren's Deal, which you can find uh, on in the show notes, because I forgot the link off the top of my head. Because I forgot the link Ooh, off the top of my head. Nice, seamless segue there. <laughs> um, so... Uh, ham and so going further down in, in, into the article, ha- um, ham is a, 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 well has been described as a, as like a little human. He has his own personality, which that's just a duck. That's just <laughs> that's just how ducks do. Like I, like I don't care what like like where you are, ducks just they're they're just their own little people. Now whether now whether or not that means they're pure chaos goblins or they're just the most friendly, charming things known to mankind is up to them either e- or either yes or both <laughs> i either or th- you know yeah you're right those are not mutually exclusive <laughs> also apparently ham a- a- and uh his own i keep saying his owner let's be real the duck owns the humans <laughs> they're, they're like cats that way i am i'm imagining duck and their, their owner's son are best friends says the article he'll sit on the couch and, cu- and cuddle up to the kids he will come to pick up the the, the, uh, the, 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 the their daughter from school they walk home together and he doesn't need a lead what kind of fairy tale like disney shit is this is this yeah that little girl is a disney princess like that's a duck comes and picks her up from school like that's that's like some true snow white shit i've heard that Runner ducks are amazing, but I, I I've literally never heard of runner ducks before. This is the first time I'm hearing of them, and I love them. Yeah, you should look up videos of them running around. Ooh, they love to just stand very upright. 
Yeah, Aleph, if you can send those to me and the and the. No, uh, I said, look them up. Aleph was like, "No, you can't. You can do that. I'm not sending you anything." <laughs> I don't have any. This duck is just like me for real, though. It has a salad three times a week and is treated to a constant supply of corn and goes mad for Rice Krispies and a brew. Same. Wait, by a brew, do they mean beer? Yes, I think beer. Please do not give beers. uh, Please, please do not give beers alcohol. No, please do not. (laughs) (laughs) Please do not give ducks alcohol or probably rice krispies either i heard there was a thing i heard there was a reason you shouldn't do that to with pigeons anymore either oh i didn't i didn't know that i feel like that that trumpet i didn't know that you're telling me now for the first time it's better to feed birds peas oh my <laughs> nutrition and less likely to get diseases from it i mean it sounds balanced he eats salad that's good I mean, the salad sounds good, but just don't give them... Wait, can he have... It says he can also have corn, too. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Lots of farm animals, like, have corn. No, it's ducks specifically that I'm not sure about. I don't see how it would hurt them. I mean, unless they can't die... But, I mean, they can digest, like... I mean, you know, ducks and geese can digest a lot, though, because they have that ground thing that they do in their crop. The thing is, here, corn is more a generic term for, like, grains and stuff. And it's sweet corn specifically, if it's what you think of as corn. So it could be, like, grains in general. Yeah. So it's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like a grain meal, or it could be something like that. Okay, y'all, second to last paragraph. Adorable pictures of him wearing a handmade scarf in the winter and videos of him supping brews and wandering around town are, lo- are loved by his fans online. And the fearless duck runs down the street after bin lorries, ch- that's like trash trucks in, in, uh, for Americans, uh, chases, chases cats and dogs and even tackles foxes. Like, j- <laughs> this duck in a fucking Doctor Who scarf just chasing after trash trucks. And punching out cats, dogs, and foxes. I'm not thrilled about the cats and dogs thing, or even the foxes thing, really. But though for a duck, that's kind of impressive, honestly. Yeah. He holds his own. And also, yeah, I see that you apparently can, um, I don't know if it's the um, Charlotte, the owner here's TikTok account, or if there's a separate TikTok account for the duck. But she says that there's videos of the duck on TikTok. So... So, Aleph, uh, you know who's not on TikTok? Uh, you, I, I believe. <laughs> Indeed, I am not on TikTok. And I've got a couple of links for what I'm talking about next. So, a bright green comet might be visible with a naked eye. On the 1st of February, when it's going to be as close as it's going to get to Earth. Ooh. I'm glad so, I know about this so that I don't freak out when there's I see, like, a green comet and be like, oh my god, it's the end of the world or something. Yeah, which, which so which version of the Hulk turned into a comet? <laughs> yeah, so, uh, astronomy.com has a guide to 
actually seeing it if you're in the northern hemisphere it's not so detailed for looking at it if you're in the southern hemisphere but if you want to look at, try and find it look at that article so this comet c slash 2022 e3 is a comet that might have been seen last over 10,000 years ago and while a lot of news i've seen has claimed that it was last seen by the Neanderthals. Um, 10,000 years ago, they had already been long extinct. Oh, damn. So, yeah. Wait, so, wait you said 10,000 so, years ago. That's not that long. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> like, 10,000 year, 10, years ago, I, I think that's, that's like dinosaur times, right? That's like dinosaur times. <laughs> Yes, the dinosaurs came after the Neanderthals. Yeah, that's how that works, right? <laughs> and then Jurassic Park happened. We all know this. <laughs> I mean, we'd have been fine, right? Like, we had humans just, like, taking down T-Rexes T -Rexes with spears and absolutely nothing else. And absolutely... Humans hollering news is not... It's not always entirely factual. <laughs> and, so, and sometimes we say things that... <laughs> That may be need to be taken with a pinch or even a tablespoon of salt. More, more like a barrel in this case. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, quick disclaimer: we we here at Humans at Humans Hall News are not rocket surgeons, so do not take any advice from a, from a podcast. So do <laughs> any advice, not even the legal advice. Disclaimer: just any of it, honestly. The, honestly, ironically enough, M Morgan, because you're here, I feel like legal advice might be the safest advice we could give. No, <laughs> absolutely not. No, I am not anyone's lawyers. No, no, because then they'll, yeah, because then they'll be like, well, this girl told me no. Like, yeah, no, that's against the ethical rules, actually. Yeah, I take it. Laws may differ by country. Oh, wait, they do? Shit. And time. And maybe even region. And maybe even personal circumstances. Oh, oh shit. Nothing is guaranteed. But what's guaranteed about this comet? It will be at its closest and brightest on the 1st of February. And it was discovered last month by the... I And sorry if I mispronounce this. Zwicky Transient Facility. That's Z-W-I... Z-K-Y. Zwicky. Zwicky. Yeah. I, I probably, yeah, it, I have no idea it is that, I wonder. Um, oh, it's um, named after a Swiss astronomer, but he actually worked most of his life at the California Institute of Technology in the U.S. So I'm not sure where the lab is, but I believe it's named after him. I'm just I, I'm just picturing that one like old like old rap song I think it was or old or old hip hop song I think it was by Run DMC, like I, I think I think I think it goes something like this Zwick to rock around to rock around that's right on time it's Zwicky 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 <laughs> I was thinking get Zwicky with it na 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 oh my God we're the Will old. Smith song yes God we're old <laughs> oh my God I know. We're just gonna collapse into dust. Uh, yeah, no, we're seeing this like ten thousand year old comet, but that's super cool. That um, we're seeing it. I see that first um, of February. It looks like it's gonna be the brightest. So, yep. All right. 
I mean, if, yeah, you're in a clear area, that might be some something to check out. Also, Aleph, I believe there was an update to your story. No, I just, I just found two articles. Oh, 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 my bad. I thought one of them was an update to, 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 to the other. The comet has been cancelled. No. <laughs> we regret to inform you the comet, the comet duck is racist. Yeah, the milkshake duck. Like, yeah, no. It's like, we can't have anything. Um, I just found someone who, who, who I'll talk about in the outtakes who I really hope does not get milkshake duck because I love them. Cause I lo- oh, dear. One final thing. I did say that the Neanderthals had gone extinct, like, I think it was 40,000 years ago. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. I thought they were already, because, yeah, there was that one other call that said Neanderthals would have been the last people saw it, but then they're like, people last saw it 10,000 years ago, so that's, I was like, that doesn't seem, um, right. I don't, I don't know, um. Yeah, they disappeared 40,000 years ago. I just looked it up. Yeah, so, t- n- yeah, I don't think anybody, yeah, they they just, um, they disagree on was it more 40 or was it more 44 or 45,000 years ago. But nothing close, nobody, it seems like, comes close who is at least serious. That's like, oh yeah, they were around 10,000 years ago. That's like some young earth creationism. <laughs> I mean, Morgan. Let's be honest, though. Was anybody really living before Jesus, even if they were alive? Was it? Oh my God! It was Noah. <sighs> Noah was the last person who saw the comet. He was out on the deck, <laughs> out in his ark, and there it was. But no, like, yeah, that's why I was like, I think it probably, yeah, ancient people, like, it'd be cool if it was like the ancient Egyptians or whatever. But like, yeah, the Neanderthals, I was like, that doesn't seem to match. Somebody got a little bit too excited there. (laughs) Yeah. And that is one of the things that lots of people are reporting. But I've also seen people say that our ancestors did hybridize a bit with the Neanderthals, so... Maybe they are seeing it. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. Like, we're horny bastards. You might be. <laughs> I'm not. Or, like, can't they tell from your DNA if there's, like, you know, some people have, like, more Neanderthal DNA than others or something? I'm not sure if that's, like, pseudoscience or what, but I have, like, seen that. Like, or Ancestry.com or, um, what is it, one of those genetic testing kits will be like, oh, we can tell you, you know, if you how much Neanderthal DNA you have, or whatever. But I don't know if that's a marketing thing, or what, so. I'm not sure myself, but my big thing with, and I ho- and and someone, if I'm wrong, please check me on this, but I thought Ancestry.com, or, or at least one of the bigger, like, DNA things like them, was owned by the Mormon church, or funded by them, or something like that, so I don't know. Oh! Yeah, so. yeah, that's um, that's not it's not Ancestry.com or 23andMe. I know exactly which one you're talking about. And actually, I've used them for stuff because the Mormons are actually very good at genealogy. Oh, no, that's what scares me. I don't want them having any <laughs> access to my DNA. I don't. Want- yeah, no, I, I don't blame you. I mean, I don't think they care about me that much. But <laughs> like, yeah, no, I get it. Like, that's all. That's also why I haven't done one of those DNA things, because I'm like. I'm paranoid that, like, somehow we're gonna be like, 
oh my god, what if my DNA happens to match the Zodiac Killer? Like, I wasn't alive in the 70s, but what if it's a match? I know my DNA is pretty much a hodgepodge of, like, of like English, Scottish, and various other European soup. Ham- is there ham and pea soup in there? No, but I really want to see those ducks now. They're adorable. <laughs> you know, what else is adorable? Uh, Morgan. Aww. Well, I do have an adorable story. I haven't actually read it yet, so I'm hoping it is, but... It is. It's very wholesome. So, um, I thought this was interesting since, um, you know, I know we talked about last year, you know, things of, um, you know, end of year recaps and stuff like that. So, um, I found this, um, thread on Twitter and NPR did a write-up of it where Paul Ferry, who was a researcher and instructor at the University of Calgary in Canada, has compiled newspaper clippings of various experts 2023 forecast that they made in 1923 oh yeah so this is what people in 1923 were like you know saying oh here's you know and some of this can represent you know these things that people kind of wanted to see happen and or like what they you know would see happen so so yeah it's um it's actually super interesting so i just wanted to talk about some of these um yeah, some of these predictions that they made. So, yeah, several people um, said that there would be, so this is back in 1923, what they're saying will happen in 2023, back then. And this guy found some newspaper clippings of that. Several described that there would be a world full of healthier people. Others described more beautiful people. And one um, even linked those two ideas. One writer said that there would be the eradication of cancer, as well as tuberculosis polio, um, and leprosy, which, I mean, we have, we were nearly, or we almost eradicated polio, and we have obviously made, you know, advancements and treatments of things like leprosy, but, um, and there is a tuberculosis vaccine, so. I'm just gonna put it this way. Fuck you, Andrew Wakefield. I hope you get redacted. Yeah, same. Because, like, yeah, fuck all y'all anti-vaxxers. Y'all, these people were so close to seeing their, like, predictions come true on that. Um, another had the headline, Fewer doctors and present diseases unknown. All people are beautiful. And they said beauty contests will be unnecessary because there will be so many beautiful people that it will be almost impossible to select winners. The same will apply to baby contests. Again, hot take. I think we should just do without those anyway. They're kind of creepy. Yeah, I know. Well, especially the ones where it's like children. But I think they didn't do like children pageants. They just were like, you know, like how they picked like the Gerber baby, you know, things like that. Like, so it was either babies or like Miss America. Like, I I don't know where the whole like child, creepy child pageant thing started. But um, yeah, that one death for sure needs to go first. Um, One anthropologist who was reportedly versed in masculine and feminine trends, so studied gender, declared curls for men by 2023. We've had had curls for men literally all throughout history. (laughs) I think they mean, so they mean like men are going to start curling their hair. I, oh, okay, that's that's what, that's what, that, okay, yeah, yeah, my bad. like, with a, like, and it'll be in fashion, which, um, yeah, if you, some, some people do mousse and gel and stuff, 
Um, but, you know, as far as curling irons, I, I haven't seen that, but I'm sure some people do. A similar prediction appeared in the Savannah News, which also forecasts that women will probably be shaving their heads. Lesbian side shaves are a thing, which, hot. Yes, and I would look terrible bald, but, um, I, probably because I have a huge Irish head, but... A huge Irish head, specifically? What? Yes, I always refer to it as that. Like, I don't know why, but, and I'm not only just Irish, but it just seems like a thing. Um, also, the maidens may pronounce it the height of style to blacken their teeth. Which I think they were just, like, predicting something wild. And that actually was a beauty trend from history, although I can't recall right now exactly the era where that was popular. But um, they also predicted the average person would live longer, although they gave, um, depending on who you ask, how long we would live. One said the average lifespan could reach 100 years, but that they they then said certain people could make it to 150 or even 200. Another scientist said... 300 years so um a bit ambitious there Mm -hmm. a little yeah for 300 years and for context the expected lifespan of someone born in the united states decreased last year actually to 76.4 the shortest it's actually been in the past 20 years oh okay morgan i i want to get to this because what the fuck quite a change the article reads we of today have been living that long about once a month what the fuck? Oh, that that means somebody has reached that age about once a month that you hear okay. about. Yeah, that makes sense. I was I was utterly thrown by that oh, last we, sentence. We all turn a hundred years old every month, and I one of us does, <laughs> and I'm sick of it. It is crazy. No, I was confused too, and then I reread that, and I was like, oh, that's what they mean. So yes, that's what the, they yeah, that's what they mean. I think like they're hearing about like one person in the newspaper that turns, you know, a hundred and they're like, soon it'll be the norm, which even nowadays it's not. I mean, there are some times where like I, I where, like I'm on Twitter or something and and like someone doesn't know what Invader Zim or SpongeBob or something is, and I'm just like, oh god, I feel I feel three hundred years old already. I mean, yeah, I I, I feel that for sure. These Twitter takes some age to me to a hundred right now. <laughs> Trying my best to sound like a Highland grandparent. The, um, yeah, they had some interesting things to say about work, which um, I think they would be furious if you showed these people in 1923 about the, you know, hustlers on Twitter who brag about working 80 hours a week and such. Because um, according to one um, one guy, he said, Quote, the time is coming when there will no- be no long drudgery and that people will toil not more than four hours a day owing to the work of electricity, the paper declared, adding that in his vision, every city will be a spotless town. The pain. <laughs> the pain. Four hour work days. Like, I wish. They were like, yeah, they're eight hours now, but surely they will work on improving that even more. What's that meme? Every day we stray further from God's light. Yes, that's what I feel, because now people are bragging about working, like, 80 hours a week, and they're like, no, these people from the past are gonna come bonk us. I'm not even religious, and this article's already got me seeing God. I know. 
They, they did get this right, though. So they said industrial and technological advances would make more parts of North America more habitable. And they said the U.S. population would reach 300 million and Canada would reach 100 million in 2023. So the U.S. population, um, latest estimate they give is 335 million. So really close. But Canada is at a little bit over 38 million. So they were off by that. Um, well, Canada, get on that. L- literally, get on that, I guess. Literal. More people. But, um, so, this is the weirdest one I saw. One writer proposed people will be wearing kidney cozies, which what they the compared f- to teapot cozies for one's internal organs. <laughs> which sounds so gross. I was like, how, Why? I think my organ, my internal organs are fine. Leave them alone. My organs do not need cozies, to my knowledge, anyway. Yeah, I think they're they're not cold. Like I don't like. Think. My, yeah, my organs are not like inside me, sounding like Dickensian orphans, just going like, "Please, sir, can we have some cozies?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I. I was like, that also sounds like a great way to get an infection. Um, you know, various other things. Another posited utensils and dwellings will be made largely of cement, of pulps and cements. So like these, you know, very modern, like cement things. Um, oh, this is also adorable. Aviation pioneer Glenn Curtis predicted that by 2023, gasoline as a mode of power will have been replaced by radio. How? They're two completely different things. I know, but, like, I love how he's like, we won't use gas anymore. We'll use this other thing that produces, like, no pollution. And he said, and the skies will be filled with myriad craft sailing over well-defined routes, which a Minneapolis Journal decreed an attractive prophecy. No, I mean, okay, I, I, I understand the want and the need for clean fuels, but this isn't even fuel. It's wa- it's, it's, it's waves. <laughs> like, you've got... He's, he's just... Like, we're somehow going to stop using liquids and and move on to... Light. Light, yes. Literally light. Well, I mean, radio was new, so they didn't know, like, all the capabilities that radio, you know, waves had. And I'm imagining they're probably, you know, thinking about, like, a new energy source that would be really exciting. Like, these people are honestly, like, they're just kind of describing, you know, and I think that giving predictions for 100 years from now really kind of... A lot of people, it shows, like, kind of the attitude then, too, of, like, you know, because you think this is, you know, roaring 20s, you know, people are hoping for better for the future. People are, um, you know, seeing some of the technological advances and being like, you know, what else is possible? And what would my utopia look like? At least that's what I feel like a lot of these are, because uh, one writer envisioned a world in which Pittsburgh and London take orders on talking films from merchants in China so basically, like, telecommunication, which, I mean, yeah, to a point. And, but they also imagined 1,000-mile-an-hour freighters delivering goods before sunset. I mean, I don't think Amazon Prime is that good. But, um, like, I don't think we have, like, 1,000-mile-an-hour trains. That would be... I mean, don't we have bullet trains that are, like... Not in the U.S. Well, not, well, no, because, be, I mean... I feel like Beth would say something like "no" because it, like good public transport is what is one step for, for away from communism. 
Well, also, I think part of it is also we're a huge country, because I remember when people were showing that map around of all the, like, the railway maps, I was like, yes, I want this, but then if you look at it closer, you're like, wait a second, how are we just gonna, like, blast through the Rockies? I mean, I guess we've done stuff like that before, but, you know, that, that'd be really intense. Oh, God, yeah, how would we even do that? Yeah, and it's just like a huge, like we're a huge country. Like, I don't, I don't think people realize like how big the United States really is. But um, yeah, we do need to get better uh, transfer public transportation for sure. And um, what if we had like small distance flights? Like we, like, like we just hop into into and like a, a, a Futurama style tube or something, and just like get sucked all the way to our destination. Like the banks, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Like when you get the bank teller, like your, uh, your check or whatever, and you press the button and it goes, whoop, up the tube. I have always loved those and I've been jealous of the tubes. Like, I want to get sucked in there like that. It looks, it looks fun. We don't have that. Y'all don't have that? With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Or at least, I've never seen it. Yeah, they're more for, like, drive throughs Like, if you're going, you know, to a bank. And again, I mean, that's just, you know, probably because of how car, you know, how much we rely on cars. But, yeah, no, I looked it up, and the fastest one in China is um, 197 miles per hour. So I think 1,000 miles per hour, a bit much. That's um, still faster than my car, at least. Well, I mean, I think my car... I would... Uh, yes! Yes, Laura! <laughs> I would hope so. I hope you're not driving at 200 miles an hour. I think the highest speed limit, like, like even on on a highway near me, is like 75. Um, look up the fastest train in Japan. That might be different from China. Because they love their train tax there. Yeah, I, I, here, so here's my problem with Japan's trains. The famed packing. 200 miles per hour. Or I should the famed the famed or infamous crowdedness of those trains is why I will never get on one. Oh yeah, that that does like yeah. especially like post you know sort of like the after the pandemic and everything. I'm just like ah like don't yeah I I, I don't know like crowds still come. Yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be straight with y'all even though I'm not. <laughs> I I hardly ever leave the house. Well, I mean I'm an introvert, so I hardly so I hardly ever ever left the house before. But the pandemic made me even less likely to leave the house. Yeah. Which was already, which was, which was no mean feat, I'll tell you that. Uh, yeah, I... Yeah. The idea of getting on, a, on any kind of packed anything, really, with a bunch of people I don't know, who, in America, they're not, they're, they're not gonna, 
there might be like two or three of them in the crowd masked, if that, me being one of them. Mm. Yeah, I've noticed more people, more people have been um, remasking has happened, but... But yeah, no, they said um, watch size radio telephones keep everybody in communication with the ends of the earth, they added, which is actually correct. Like, we have, you know, cell phones and we have smartwatches. Um, so they absolutely nailed that. Um, I, 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 I'm I, going to be, like, again, like, straight here. I I do not know what I do without the awesome people in my phone. And in yeah, this, the same. And in this case, in my, in my computer. Yeah, and I think that, yeah, that's part of this optimistic thing. Like, oh, people communicate from all over the world, and it's going to be this great thing. I mean, and yeah, that has had its downsides, but it's had, you know, obviously with radicalization and such, but, like, it it has also had, I think, um, a lot of positive impact on people being able to find community, and you know, with all things, so. It's no exaggeration for me to say I think I'd be, like, a pure shut-in if I didn't have my, like, y'all. And more, more broadly, internet, my phone, all this stuff. Yeah, for sure. Hmm, yeah. Like, whatever tech it takes to make all this possible. Like, whatever. Yeah, and I think that this is a, um, so yeah, I, I did, yeah, I absolutely, and I think that, you know nice way of looking at the future just like imagining like what cool things the future and sort of working towards that um you know sometimes it's over ambitious like we don't have freight trains that go a thousand miles per hour um, oh but you know <laughs> like we can dream right oh morgan if you want to if you want to mention overly ambitious read the third to last paragraph Oh, yeah, this one. Oh, my God. Yes. Um, so this is Professor Lowe, who was um, Archibald Lowe, a British scientist and author who actually invented an early version of TV and the first drone, among other things. Um, he concluded that it is quite possible that when civilization has advanced another century, mental telepathy will exist in embryo and will form a very useful method of communication. Lowe and his... St- so, yeah, that's crazy. Um, that we're going to be able to um, mental, um, so I guess he was saying even from the womb, we'd be able to use mental telepathy to communicate like Professor X style, I guess. Like, um, I know hindsight's twenty twenty, but my man, my dude. But dude, I think he was just like, here's my wish list! But he was an esteemed, um, quote, futurologist of his era, and he made many other and more accurate predictions about the 21st century, so this dude wasn't all wrong. But he actually predicted the rise of smartphones and dictation, contemporary department stores, the internet, and arguably the British TV phenomenon strictly come dancing, and in the US we have a version called Dancing with the Stars, so... Yeah, and who was on there that was like a like a major asshole? Was it Steve Bannon? I thought someone. No, it was um, Spicer. It was uh, Trump's White House former White House press secretary. Although I think Rudy Giuliani was on the Masked Singer, which is an unhinged show. About if you like look at a description, you're just like, truly, what has happened? <laughs> yeah, I feel like I've seen that. Yeah, they just put on, like, these mascot outfits or, like, furry costumes, and it's, like, different random celebrities, and they sing, and then a panel of, like, three people, including the anti-vaxxer, um, you know, Jenny McCarthy, who popularized being an anti-vaxxer, she's apparently just out there having a career, so that's great. Um, she is, I don't know if she's still on the show, but she's on there, and, like, they kind of, like, guess who it is, and you get hints, and people are eliminated, and when they're eliminated, they take off their, you know, 
mascot head thing and revealed, oh, it was, you know, one time I remember I saw it was Caitlyn Jenner, which I'm like, really invite any other trans person. Um, and then, yeah. Okay. So, first I'll get, give you to the couple links that I've broken. Got him. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we got him, ladies and gentlemen. What about us who are neither? We weren't in the quote. <laughs> Distinguished guests. <laughs> well, so, in the log trying to catch up with technology news, a brief overview of AI Artem. You get, you give various AI words and the, and they give you. Something they generate you something based on those words, like in my case, ironically turning one of my social media usernames into a biblically accurate dildo angel. I'm asexual. It was hilarious. <laughs> I had to get in biblically accurate dildo angel somehow. So, these art AIs are trained on people's art, a lot of it without their consent, and a lot of it without compensating them. Like, apparently these companies have a complicated way to be like, it's fair use for education, and then they have a separate company that is like, Let's profit on this, and it was a plan all the time, but because they have the bits separated out, it makes things legally more difficult to deal with somehow. That's the thing I've heard. And sometimes it's possible to put in a specific artist's name in order to get something that looks like they would have drawn it. And it's cheaper than hiring them, maybe even free. <laughs> Yeah, and since as someone who knows a go a good number of artists, well, I mean that good number being I think two or three, wait, a few more, I think. I I, I know for sure of at least three, but that's I'm I'm just I'm distracting myself. Um, like fuck all this. Well, here's where it's going to come down to, right? Is that fair use and what that means? So what can happen? And this has happened in issues with art before. But of course, AI is a whole new thing. And also the thing about law is, you know, trying to keep up with technology is, you know, it takes a long time for a case to go to court. It takes a long time for, you know, legislation to get passed on certain things, um, especially because a lot of times the judges and, and, you know, making, creating law, they're not going to understand this type of stuff, right? So it's sort of, you know, so there's that problem as well. And it's a new technology and something that the law kind of hasn't anticipated, you could say. But what I see going to be argued is that they're going to use the fair use doctrine. Now, I took an entire course on this in law school. And so what you have is you have things like modern art, especially where, you know, it looks like it's, um, I, I can't recall the artist, the, um, I believe, no, I believe it was who kind of took these, um, he was collage, right, out of these, rent, and he based it on different advertisements and things like that, and sort of put this collage together. He 
I think he changed some of the colors and sort of, um, and so what fair use will look at is, okay, is this essentially copying the artist's work, which I mean, in a way, yes, it is, but is it transformative? So what they call that is transform use, as in like, yes, this art did technically like take from, because you're not denying you did, right? But is it now something that is new enough to be considered sort of this new art form, right? So something completely different. Having seen it, I would say no, it's just terrible. Like, look at the hands. Like, look at... I mean, being terrible is not really supposed to kind of come into it, but often you do have that kind of go into it, like whether or not... What, what the judge's opinion is on it, you know, you know, like if they see this as, you know, oh, well, this, I don't see any kind of artistic value in this, then, you know, but as long as you can kind of argue like, hey, here's the thought process behind it, here's why it's transformative and give a reason. And especially if it's like, well, it's, you know, it might be taking these elements of other images that are already existing, but it's creating a new image and which is, you know, it's conveying a whole different message than the original piece, you know, it's can, you know, it, it basically it's transforming it, right? So, um, it's going to be a very complicated, I think this is going to be a lot more complicated than a lot of, um, people are anticipating. And what I would have to do is I would have to look at the images that the artists are claiming, okay, here are the images they infringed on. And then I would have to look at the AI outputs that they are claiming infringe, right? And um, how did those images come to be? What words were inputted? What, you know, and I think this is be some very complicated litigation. And I don't think we're going to have a clear answer for really a few years, just because I feel like this is such a complicated matter. Oh, Morgan, there is one thing I, that, that I wanted to bring up before I forgot. I don't know if this is true or not. So there's there's that disclaimer just just out just out there already. Hello, Lauren Yellen but here again with another message from future Lauren. Further research has revealed the existence of an Ars Tech NICA article backing up Lauren's weed and depression-addled memory. She also asked me to say, don't be like me. Do your research before making claims on your show. Now back to your regularly scheduled him slash her slash thamboary. Also, don't take advice from podcasts. Especially this one. Um, I have heard that some of these uh, AI AI training databases include people's actual medical records, like I think X-rays and shit. What does that does that affect the legal math here at all? Um, I not for fair use. That would be more of like, yeah, like how are those getting in there? You know, are they? Yeah, that would be just a more of a matter for like, how are my medical records available, you know, publicly or yeah, to that, these that... other entities? Yeah, that doesn't have to do with copyright or fair use. That'd be more like, oh, did my hospital like release my medical record to this third party company, which actually would be a HIPAA violation, Um, you know, unlike, you know, the law that everybody was screaming about. Oh, no, I, I I'm I'm familiar. Yeah, um, that one. But yeah, that actually would, that would be different from the copyright issues. And that would be more of like, okay, how did you access my private medical information, like x-rays? Like, if you disclosed them, and you, you know, you posted them on Facebook, like, that's, you know, one thing. But I don't know of anybody who does that. So and I'll admit, like, 
I'm 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 remembering like shit I may have seen on Twitter once. So yeah, I don't I don't know that that seems like a yeah. I'd like to see. I have never heard that claim before. It could be somebody just making something up to go viral, or because they are an artist who does feel like these AI um, programs have infringed on them and are trying to upplay, you know, like, oh, not only are they unethical because they're taking this art, but also this, right? You know, accuse them of everything shady and really upplay that. But Yeah, like I I wanna be clear here, like when I say medical records and shit like that, I like I'm I'm mostly asking this as as a hypothetical because I legit don't remember if I even, it, it, well, A, what I saw in the first place, and B, even if I did see what I thought I saw, that it's accurate at all. That it's yeah, that would be, that would be between, like, how did, that would be a whole different legal issue. That'd be separate from the, they're infringing my copyright. That would be, how did you get my private medical records? And that would be the fault of, like, whoever, you know, released them without your permission. I need a source for this. Because, like, I have heard, I have heard nothing like this, and, like, the only thing I could think is that if someone, like, made art using their own medical stuff for some reason, but, like, then that's them releasing it to the public, so... Yeah, that's you releasing that. Yeah, that would not be any kind of, like, that's like, okay, well, you put that on the internet, like, I don't know what you expect us, you know. I can do some looking, I can do some looking later. But that's yeah. So if big, if true, I will put a big, if true, but that is, if that hypothetical were to happen, that is how that you would need to find out. Okay. Did they just like Ayla said, you know, if they had made some kind of art out of it, then the point that even, you know, they're going to dismiss that because you kind of release that information of your own accord. Right. Um, I'm wondering now, like, for for an AI to make a art out of these, it has to be in their training databases to begin with. Yes. So how did that get into the training database? Um, but that's separate from copyright. That's more um, looking there, um, you know, trying to figure out, like, who leased my information without my permission is what that would be, which would be a completely separate lawsuit from this if that were brought. But I am wondering if it's just somebody trying to you know, play up, like, oh, this is, you know, let me make up something about these you know, companies to these AI products so that I can make them seem as unethical as possible, to which, if that's what's happening, just say that what you think they're doing is wrong. Like, you don't have to make shit up. Oh, oh no, like, I don't, here's the thing, I don't think I saw anything that was outright made up. I'm, mo- I'm more just wondering what it is that I even saw in the first... But you can't source it, so, like, it could have been made up, and even if this information serves... What you think is a good purpose is still misinformation, and it can be used to, like, discredit you and your cause. So, like... Because that can backfire to where they're like, oh my gosh, these people are also accusing us of, you know, this absolutely crazy thing of, like, using medical records. And, like, you know, that that can actually be to discredit, like, artists who say that. But, like, also it could, you know, cause people to, you know... I don't want to say unduly angry, but, you know, because I know that people have different opinions on this, but I think that's why also this is very complicated. It's going to come down to, okay, is this AI, AI art just fitting out, like, straight up copies of pe- other people's art, or is it actually, like, 
different in a way. And so that's going to come down to like comparing images and seeing how it works and all this stuff. So that's going to require discover, but you know, a lengthy discovery process. So that's when both sides can ask each other questions, ask to provide documents, do depositions, which are, you know, kind of like witness interviews, simplify that. And that, that takes a long time. That can, especially with a case like this, where it, you know, they have these training databases, like, um, like y'all have said, of thousands of images, right? Billions, I think it says. Oh, yeah. No, that, that's going to be a long time. Like, I don't know that they're going to have to provide every single image, but if they can identify, you know, any images that the particular artists have created and look in, and, and yeah, it's just going to depend on the output and stuff. And I don't know, um, yeah, I have no idea how, and, and I imagine there is going to be case, I don't know if it's going to be this case, but I imagine we are going to get case law about AI art eventually if it continues to be popular. But we'll see. It might be just a trend for now, and then, you know, what? and then whatever, you know, it's, you know, kind of like, what, NFTs or whatever. Um, but I think with AI, AI art, it might be a little bit different, and I think with AI, um, what I I noticed this with the um, there's a different story about the AI being just um, this guy's claiming he's going to develop AI that can replace lawyers, right? And it's like I think AI would be good as a tool. Like if I could use AI to do better legal research and better drafting, then that would be great. But a lot of these tech bros have this idea of like, no, I have to promise something bold and exciting, and that replaces people. And that, that'll get investors excited, right? Because, oh, well, we're just going to integrate it into your already existing research tools. Like, that doesn't sound sexy. That doesn't get you headlines. But we're going to have an AI lawyer? Like, yeah, that's going to get press attention and stuff. And I just wish that it was more of that. Like, I don't think AI should be used to replace artists, obviously. But I would be interested to hear arguments about how AI can be used as a tool by certain artists to create new art. Well, and speaking of the of the lawyer of the lawyer AI, well, I'm not sure if I should call it law, the legal AI. I'll say, um, I I feel like there's better uses of it than say having someone put a Bluetooth in their ear, being fed lines from the AI, and just telling them to a judge. And that violates so many different um, ethics rules that lawyers have. Um, which is why, yeah, it, it violates so many rules. And then also with the whole, um, and then also he said, well, we're not telling the judge. And it's like, oh, well, if you didn't think that this was a problem because it's not strictly against the rules, then you would, ha- you would have had no problem telling the judge before this was going to happen. So that tells me you're being sneaky. Yeah, that tells me you're being sneaky. So, yeah. No, I Morgan, just, about that. So I saw your tweet. What I forgot was the, the thing you were replying to where they said that. Was that also a tweet that they sent out? Because if they tweet their nefarious plans. Yes. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> we don't know where. We just know when. I think he said February 1st, I think. was, And then he said that it was for a speeding ticket. And so a lot of people have been like, well, this doesn't sound like a big deal. And I'm like, that's still a court. No, it's a very big deal. You are turning, this person is turning what could have been a very minor thing into a possibly major thing for some poor fool. Yeah, they could get held in contempt, like... Getting the foot in the door. They, yeah, this, this could, what, at least some kind of horrifying contempt charge, possibly. I don't know, what else could it be, Morgan? 
I mean, God, I, unauthorized practice of law. It could be, you know, um, God, I gave a list. I was actually interviewed by a reporter with Business Insider about this when he first made the claim. And um, and now he is, he, he's, you know, seemingly doubled down, which, of course, he's doing this for press attention. And so investors get all excited about his idea. But I'm like, man, it would actually be a lot cooler if you were doing something that wasn't as media and a, attention ga- you know, gathering. Um, and you had just used that as a tool, which, again, is what I think AI should at this point you know, point, like, because instead of promising these big ideas, which are just going to suck and not work, like Laura mentioned, like, they can't even draw hands, like, you know, like, so this idea that AI should replace artists, or AI should replace lawyers, or AI can replace, you know, various numbers of professions, and it's like, why not do, like, people in the 20s had imagined, and we use it to just, like, shorten our labor times, or use it as a tool, or as a, you know, way to be more effective, and allowing us to have more creativity, and allowing us to have Yes, ways to help us and not replace us, like Morgan said. Like Morgan. Yes, but that's not sexy and exciting for investors, I guess, for whatever reason, even though the tool method is going to be what actually works, right? That's going to be something that works, and these people are just going to like tell a bunch of promises to a bunch of investors, and then it's not going to pan out, right? And then they're going to go be CEO somewhere else. It's, yeah. Also, let me be clear, if people want sexy AIs, and I can tell you, people will want sexy AIs. I'm one of them. That can happen, but in a completely different way from what this shit is. Yeah, I, I just, I feel like, you know, not to be all, ooh, but both sides, but like, I can see completely, you know, both sides of his argument. But it will be an interesting case to follow, and I think that we'll be following it for sure. Um, but it's in the very, very early stages right now, so don't expect any, you know, groundbreaking decision on this, I would say, even within the next six months or so, or probably within the year, because this is so complicated. To give the full details, this is a class action lawsuit by the Joseph Savary Law Firm LLP, with several artists, including apparently the artist of Sarah Scribbles, which is the only one I recognize in the names given. Same. It's great, though. Yeah, it's alleging direct copyright infringement, vicarious copyright infringement, related to forgeries, or people posting things like Disney's art on their own DeviantArt arts because art theft is quite rampant on these services, violations of the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, violation of class members' rights of publicity, breach of contact related to DeviantArt terms of service, and various violations of California's unfair competition laws. Yeah, that's just, Actual you throw quote. everything you possibly can in your initial. Also, did we seriously not give all that until just now? Holy shit, did we? No, it's, no, but I, we knew it was a copyright thing, and all these are basically copy, they come down to it, right? It's different provisions of the law. Um, but yeah, fair use is going to be the defense. And stability, AI has already said that that's what they're going to say. Going to say. Um, DeviantArt and Midjourney have not made any statements as of last time I read the Polygon article. Yeah, I'm not surprised by that because I think Deviant kind of, um, until, like, because they're probably not even made as a part of a lawsuit yet, so why would you say anything? Because in case you get dragged into it, yeah. Yes. They are, literally. Oh. Are they the ones suing, or are they the ones being... But, um, yeah, um, it's 
stability AI, Mid Journey, and DeviantArt because like these aren't specifically they had the they had released their own AI oh, a while Dream back. Up. Yeah, okay. And they announced it like and they announced it like Hey, we are protecting you against AI art. I also, you are automatically opt-in for our AI. And it was like, you had to go in. At first, it was like, in order to opt-out, you had to opt go in and opt-out every single piece of yours individually. Ah, uh, okay. And then after backlash, they put on a toggle to opt-out everything automatically. But, like, that's still going to be... Loads of people's art already put into the data set, and AI can't forget what it's already learned individually, I think. Yeah, that would depend on the contract there. That would depend on the terms of service and all that. Um, and that would depend also, yeah, on if um, what they did use up and what they are using. Yeah, and the timeline of that, like when you start adding images to the database, when people opt out, what did the you know service say? That kind of thing. So, um, yeah, that's the one with DDM being a lot more, I feel like, contract-based. Um, but, yeah, I mean, essentially, I think probably the same thing we're going to say. They're going to also have stuff that comes up there. I do love the logic there, too, behind DeviantArt's thing. Like, hmm, how can... Uh, so, art theft is already disturbingly common on our site. How can we maybe prevent that? Ooh, I know! We'll use a tool that routinely steals art as a matter of course. That'll, that, that'll work. And it's opt out. Like, again, I would have to see what it's outputting, right? If it's copies or if it is transformative. That I think that all depends on the prompts you give it. Yes, and that's going to be what it depends on, right? Because then you can, um, yeah. And that's why I think this case is going to be so complicated because it does depend on the prompts you give it. But if it is um, outputting, you know, direct co literal copies of people's art or um, similar enough copies to people's art where um, it's not transformative. I mean, like, didn't, yeah. wasn't that part of the, uh, wasn't that part of what Aleph was saying earlier where, like, if you give it, like, an artist's name, it'll try and put it out in their style? Yeah, but again, but you can't really copyright a style, right? Because, yeah, that's, because that, again, that's not fair to other artists, right? If you're like, oh, well, I'm the one who does anime drawings, and then anybody else who does anime drawings, I'm going to sue you, right? Like, yeah. yeah. We've been through this discourse before. It was a big thing in the tenties. In the tenties? <laughs> In the okay. Yeah, I still don't know what we're calling the tens, like, because we've got the aughts, and then it's kind of just that awkward decade. I haven't actually heard a name for it yet. The tenties is, 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 is as good as any I could think of. The yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start using that one. This has been Humans Holler at News. I was Lauren yelling in me. And I was Aleph. Morgan, were you Morgan? I, I was Morgan, and I will continue to Morgan. I hope. Yeah, I forgot to put that line in there. I'm sorry about that. I forgot. So, Aleph, where can people find you? Again, Ice Cheetah on DeviantArt. Hopefully, over the next year, I might have something big to put there. Ooh. Fuck. Wait. <laughs> right, that's me, not, not the other Lauren. Who is also cool, but it means I don't have to do the Skeletor voice. Fucking sweet! So, since Bethany's not here i'm gonna promote her comic because it's awesome and y'all should read it it's also on hiatus so now is the perfect time for an archive binge you can find her comic at http colon slash slash eonscomic.kitmuth.net and check out her streams at twitch.tv dot, dot uh, at twitch.tv slash delta starfire uh, 
Also, her streams are great, I know, because I moderate them. And but so be nice, or I'll Morgan. So be be nice, or you'll Morgan. Be nice, or you'll go Morgan on their ass. I love it. Um, it makes me sound probably more intimidating than I am. But um, yeah, I just wanted to plug my latest here. It's on Knowledge Fight that I kind of referenced earlier, where I talked to Jordan Holmes about the latest Google world of Alex Jones. And I also will be having some upcoming projects here in but let's also plug Lauren's OnlyFans, Raw Glish. That's R-A-W-E-L-I-C-I-O-V. Just to be clear, that's Lauren Morgan, our other co-host. Uh, not me. I do not have an OnlyFans. I am way too terrified about that kind of thing. Um, but if you also want to give Lauren money for her awesome lewds and nudes, uh, you can you can do that on uh, <laughs> you, you, you can do that with uh, PayPal.me slash Rawgalicious. It's like her brand is just Rawgalicious. She's Rawgalicious everywhere. Oh, that, that's also my line. Fuck. Uh, you can also find this podcast on Spreaker, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and wherever else and, and wherever else we podcasts are found. Oh, and this one was meant for the other uh, for the other Lauren too. Uh, Patron credits. Special thanks to Alan Marks. Easy Beastie, the Huggable Snap. Uh, can you say Rain in the pa- <laughs> Snap. Snap. That's almost the ga- Gallic for turnip. Jay-Z Beastie, the Huggable. Rain and the Patreon Demon. Hope you liked the song recommendations last month. Last month. Faye Wilder. Yon's daughter. Then the dense pile of bones. Looky ookie pookie. Sir Alistair Octopus. Support your union. Lauren Kate says to all the... To, <laughs> Lauren Kate... Oh, I actually bit my tongue there. Lauren Kate says to all those oh, who celebrate no. it in January, happy, happy, Greek, happy Greek Orthodox Hanukkah. Are you okay? Yeah, I, I'm fine. Just kind of like got my, my bottom lip stuck in between my tongue and my teeth. It was, it was weird. Rob Sofov. No. Joke's been distracted. Found love. Thanks for the boosted pledge, Rob. Oh. Nice. A dyslexic velociraptor votes in favor of the spookster general who's on your rap. Joa, Joa, Joa. Hi, Joa. Oh, she should. Uh, um. Mr. Jonathan Huff. Vera Lane. Philip Converse. Collateral gain. Insomnia's plaything. We are proud to be produced by Marissa Adelaide Linux McCool. Again, this episode is Skippy and Bring a Knife by a Bedroom Programmer. I hear they're really damn good looking. You just have a good day now. Oh, I, I should probably also change that too. And before you go, if you like what we do and, and want to support us, or if you just want to hear the show ad free, sign up for our Patreon at patreon.com slash holler. Link in the show notes. Ben the Clave, everyone. <laughs> yep. Have a good have a good day, y'all. Bye. And Thank you.